You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's been a while since I've been able to say this. Hey, Kings fans, happy Tuesday and happy game day. We're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you all sorts of fun facts and things and whatever all about the Los Angeles Kings, your favorite hockey team and mine. And uh, yeah, we have actually got a hockey game today. The holiday break is over. The COVID pause is sort of over. And we're going to play a game tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the Kings were obviously supposed to come back yesterday uh, against Arizona, uh, but the league did a sort of extra day postponement. Uh, we're already seeing other teams have additional postponements. I feel like it's going to hit all of us eventually again anyway. But uh, for right now, at least at the time that I'm recording this, uh, the game is still on, and that is despite both sides of the the. Uh, the ice having some COVID issues with both uh, coaches and players and all sorts of stuff, but uh, it's still hockey time. So we're going to talk about today's matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights, give you all of the uh, lineup news that you need to get through the evening and know exactly who you're going to be seeing. And we're going to check in on World Juniors because that's still sort of happening. Uh, we'll hear more about that later is why it's only sort of happening. But a couple Kings prospects have been making uh, pretty big names for themselves already in just a few games, uh, getting a lot of press coverage with the first couple games of the tournament. So we'll check in uh, at the end of the show on how all of our kids are doing over at World Juniors. But we'll start things out right now with uh, looking at the Kings and uh, at what we could possibly be seeing tonight. And what we're possibly seeing tonight is the debut of Alex Turcotte. He has been called up to the Kings uh, and by all news reports is going to be making his NHL debut tonight. We have also seen Martin Furk, Jared Anderson Dolan, and Jacob Mavarari all called up to the Kings Anderson Dolan, it looks like he's also probably going to get into the lineup I've heard in place of Rasmus Kupari. Uh, no reason that I've heard yet as to why Kupari is out, but uh, we should be getting Jad back in the lineup. Uh, of course, the Kings have needed these extra reinforcements because they do still have several players on the COVID-19 protocol list. Uh, we're currently missing Dustin Brown, Phil Deneau, Olimata, Cal Peterson, and also uh, Quentin Byfield is on the list as well. Uh, he wasn't exactly slated to be in the NHL quite yet, but, uh, you know, based on the one AHL game he'd been able to be in, uh, looked pretty good, looked like he just needed a few more games to shake the rust off before potentially getting called up, and instead he is on the uh, COVID list. Cal Peterson and Phil Deneau could technically possibly come back later this week, the Thursday game against Vancouver. Uh, they That is sort of the end of the time period of how long uh, someone should be on the COVID protocol list, uh, you know, particularly asymptomatic and testing and all that sort of stuff. It's a different story if you're actually actively sick. But we could get them back on Thursday. But for right now, they're definitely out tonight. So like I said, we're getting Jared Anderson Dolan. Martin Furk is potentially going to get back in as well. And Alex Turcott making his NHL debut. Now, if you uh, listen to Todd McClellan, uh, you will learn that Turcott's debut is actually kind of long in coming, essentially. Uh, Turcott had been sort of 
looked at as someone who could have made his debut a lot earlier. Uh, I think both fans have wanted to see it, and the organization has uh, apparently made motions to have him debut, and then injuries would get in the way, and just it just never happened. And McClellan kind of went out of his way to point out, like, listen, this isn't, it's not a knock on Turcotte or his development or anything as to why it has taken him a little bit longer to make his NHL de- debut. It's more just a function of, you know, injuries and lineup statuses and all that stuff. But uh, he looks like he's going to be getting thrown right into it in the uh, last practice that the Kings had. Uh, he was centering the second line uh, with Trevor Moore and Victor Arvidsson. Uh, and I think having um, Jared Anderson Dolan back in the lineup will also give the Kings a little more flexibility as well in case you know, you get into the game and you're like, oh boy, Alex Tricot really isn't doing very well at this position. Uh, you can move your centers around. Trevor Moore has been a center before. You have a little bit of flexibility. We're also missing Andreas Athanasiu, who was hurt in the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and from everything Todd McClellan has said, Athanasiu, we shouldn't expect to see him until uh, the next calendar year, which isn't quite as dire as it sounds. Uh, he'll probably be out maybe the next three or four games or so, but uh, he is out due to injury, not COVID, uh, just injury, which sort of stinks. He has been totally unable to stay healthy this year uh, between injuries and appearing on the COVID list. He has missed uh, more time and has just not really been able to get established. And actually kind of reminds me not quite as much because Athanasiu has obviously been able to get into the lineup, but in a way reminds me of the situation Martin Furk found himself in last year um, after a pretty good, you know, first year with the Kings in the rain signed him to an extension, partly for expansion draft needs, but partly because of he deserved it. He was doing really well, had a lot of chemistry with his line mates, Gabe Velarde, he looked really good with him, and re-signed Martin Ferg with sort of the understanding that he was probably going to be at least the bubble guy of your first call-up from the AHL, and at best case scenario, makes the team out of camp. And then he got hurt. Uh, pretty much immediately played one game in the NHL, got hurt again, and then spent the rest of the season in the AHL, uh, which, you know, is not not what anyone had expected, not what he had expected, uh, and just an unfortunate circumstance. And that's sort of where I'm seeing Athanasiu as well, just not really getting a chance to to establish himself with this season's iteration of the Kings because of just being in and out of the lineup so much. But I'm really excited for Alex Tricot's debut. He is a player who I, I think particularly watching him this season in the AHL, you know, he has shown that growth that I've always wanted to see from him. Uh, I've been, it's been a long time coming. Uh, if you've been a long time listener of this show, you'll know that I've, I've followed him through his college days and even went up to Wisconsin to go see him play. And my biggest concern was always just the lack of consistency. Uh, it's like one shift to the other. You would never really know what you were going to get. Uh, of the kind of back-to-back games I saw in Wisconsin, like one game really noticeable. The next game I was like, are you doing anything tonight? Did you really? And to some extent that sort of carried over into his debut season in the AHL of just really lacking that consistency. And then the injuries haven't helped. Um, I mean, this is a a kid that had like some sort of flu-like thing. He's had lots of injuries. I think maybe a concussion. Uh, He definitely had like a burst appendix or something at some point. And so just, you know, through no real fault of his own, he had mono at one point, just hasn't really been able to stay consistently in the lineup, uh, which, uh, you know, again, as McClellan had said, has impacted his ability to get called up to the NHL. But even looking at his performance last year to this year in the AHL has really kind of made strides with being able to play 
consistently shift in, shift out, playing that 200-foot game that we want to see out of him. So watching him this year in the AHL, I'm like, okay, this kid is actually, I think he's ready. Like, is he ready to be an impact player every night? Is he ready to step into the permanent 2C role or something? No, he isn't. Um, and really for his longevity with the organization, might want to consider shifting him to a wing or seeing how he does there. He has looked NHL ready for a, for a while this season, and just there hasn't been the room to call him up. And so I'm glad that he's going to be getting his opportunity, and he's going to be doing it tonight against a pretty depleted Vegas Golden Knights team. Coming up after this, we're going to look at what's going on with Vegas and look and see what we should be expecting coming down the other side of the ice in this game. Before we do that, though, betonline.ag has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football, of course, is trying to slog through the college bowl season. Like right before I started recording this, UCLA had to drop out of their bowl or something. So we're trying. We're trying to get through the college bowl season. We're trying to get through the pro football playoffs. And of course, there's all sorts of other sports. Basketball is happening. Obviously, hockey, boxing, fighting, casino games, whatever it is, you can find all on betonline.ag. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021-22 season. BetOnline is, of course, your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers that are available to you. BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we take on the Vegas Golden Knights, who, after a really rough start to the season, which, quite honestly, had all of us pretty darn excited, loved seeing the fact that they weren't doing well, loved all the time they spent not in a playoff position, uh, but things have changed now. And uh, they are, oh, back, oh, number one in the Pacific Division. They're actually tied with ugh, Anaheim. Like, I don't really understand what's happening there. I don't like to think about it. It's kind of gross, if you ask me. But Vegas is back, finally. And I suppose if you had put some money on Vegas using betonline.ag uh, back when they were way, way at the bottom of the division, uh, you'd probably be making a little bit of money now. But Vegas is back. Uh, they've won eight of their last ten games. Uh, they lost their last game right before the, uh, the the season holiday pause and everything. But things are starting to look better or are they? Because the Kings aren't the only ones with uh, lots of players out of the lineup. For uh, for Vegas, Laurent Bossois is going to be the uh, starting goaltender. Robin Leonard is out. The uh, backup is Logan Thompson, who's been uh, a frequent flyer in the, the AHL. Uh, Rain France who know him from playing Henderson uh, a lot. Uh, but Robin Leonard is out, so we get Laurent Bossois, who was just really frustrating to play against. Uh, I believe it was in the uh, the preseason, I think. It was one of those games where it was just like, okay, dude, I get it. You can stop pucks. But he's going to be the starting goaltender tonight. Mark Stone is out as well. Uh, Max Pacioretty, Nick Haig, game time decisions. So maybe in, maybe out, uncertain. Stone actually left the game last week against Tampa Bay with an apparent injury uh, and is not quite ready to uh, to make that step to, to come back in. So that's, from a Kings fan perspective, is pretty good because he, he's a good player and I don't like playing against him. And, you know, having uh, Phil Deneau, the Mark Stone killer of joy, is a great thing, but uh, Phil Deneau's also out of the lineup. So 
we don't have to deal with any of that. So Vegas is also missing several players due to COVID. Uh, Alex Petrangelo, Evgeny Dadanov, Brett Howden, all out due to COVID protocol. Nolan Patrick, who I keep forgetting is on the Flyers, or is on, is on the Flyers, is on the Vegas Golden Knights. He is still out as well. He's been practicing with the team, but isn't quite ready to return from injury. Pete DeBoer has also been in COVID protocol as well. That was announced back uh, yesterday. So he is apparently going to be out uh, against against the Kings tonight. And that's not even counting, uh, obviously, the players that they're missing to injury because we're going to be, uh, we're not going to be gifted with Alec Martinez's face because he is out. He's actually just moved over to long-term injured reserve. Uh, he hasn't played since November. So, uh, alas, no Alec Martinez back at Don't Call Me Staples Center. You know who we will be seeing, though? Old friend Mike Amadio, who has been um, on... The, the the Golden Knights. Did you forget that? I sort of forgot that. I watched a game with the Golden Knights right before the holiday break, and I was like, him? Uh, anyway, he's got four points in 19 games with uh, with Vegas this season. So he also played a couple games up with Toronto. Uh, but hey, good for you, Mike Amadio, I guess. So really knowing what's going to happen, also with the Kings, in terms of Speaking of coaching staff being out, uh, the Kings are down both of their assistant coaches, both Trent Yanni and Marco Sturm, both in COVID protocol. Chris Height from the Ontario Reign is going to be coming up uh, to be on the bench. He has actually had to take the reins, pun sort of intended, of the reign recently uh, because Coach John Robleski has uh, stepped aside isn't the right phrase because steps aside makes it seem like it's like a forever thing. But he he is currently out uh, due to a personal situation, not COVID, uh, haven't disclosed anything else, but he has been away from the team because of some sort of personal situation. So Chris Height has been doing um, more responsibility with the rain, and now he's getting the call up to the big league uh, to play, to play, to uh, to coach with the Kings. So it's just going to be, this game is going to be uh, something else. Let's put it that way. So, you know, when we look at games, we're like, I wonder what's going to happen. I have no idea, no idea whatsoever, because both teams are missing some core players. Uh, this is the first game back for both teams. Vegas's last game, of course, was the 21st against Tampa Bay. They lost that one. Uh, that game was actually pretty fun because Tampa Bay came back to win that one. Uh, Vegas thought they had it, it wrapped up, but they didn't. It was funny. But uh, both teams looking at a long layoff, both teams missing core players, at least for the Kings, Drew Doughty is back. Uh, on defense, so uh, he is, we, we are learning quite often without him just how much the defense is going to struggle uh, without Drew Doughty, and uh, he is back in the lineup now, but th this game is just, I feel like both teams will probably go into this potentially cautious, let's say, because it's it's like you're playing the first game of the season again, which, by the way, the Kings beat the Golden Knights in the first game of the season. So I wouldn't mind a repeat of that. And, you know, the Kings did really well against Vegas last year. It was one of the only teams they did really well against, uh, which was impressive given that Vegas was very juggernauty last year, same as they are most every other year. This is the first year time they've ever actually had to deal with struggling. But, you know, I'd love it if these are the games that uh, the Kings can actually get themselves roused up for is to, to play against Vegas. But I, I don't really know what to expect out of this game. I'm really excited to see the debut of Alex Tricot. I'm really excited to see what he can bring, what kind of leeway he is given. I'd love to see them put uh, Arthur Kaliev up there with him. He, they have had success together in the AHL. They're used to playing with each other. They've played together uh, on 
national teams. They played uh, World Juniors together previous seasons, uh, both on Team USA. So I, you know, obviously I don't make the lineup and clearly uh, the Kings have decided where they want to put him, but I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, seeing what he has, pairing him up with Kaliev. Those are two guys who know each other, know each other's tendencies and, you know, can make a difference. So expect a cautious game, expect a rusty game, uh, especially given that we may be adding more people into the lineup who haven't been there for a little while. Uh, expect some missed passes and just, I, I would say, cautious. Uh, but we're going to have Jonathan Quick in net. Uh, obviously, Cal Peterson's still out, so Garrett Sparks is uh, still holding that backup position. Uh, and based off of his performance in the last game uh, where he won for the Kings, uh, you know, it, it does give you the confidence that if he is needed to be called into action, that he will be able to hold his own uh, if needed. But this could be an interesting, weird game, and I hope that it is everything you ever wanted for a post-holiday Kings-Golden Knights COVID festive matchup. We're going to check in on World Juniors after this here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings. So it is World Juniors time. Uh, if you missed it last week, we talked with Chris Peters uh, right before World Juniors kicked off. Uh, he gave us sort of his perspective on uh, players who could make an impact, on Kings prospects who could uh, potentially turn some heads, and we're already seeing some of that in uh, in this World Juniors, particularly with Samuel Hellenius on the Finnish team. Uh, he has been doing really good. He is showing why the Kings drafted him, first off, drafted him where they did. Uh, he is a big guy. He's a centerman. He is already playing a pretty good 200-foot game, and he is putting the puck in the net. He's already got three goals over two games for Team Finland, uh, also got two assists, and is someone who is just sort of showing, you know, he, he's on Finland's top line. He is getting big minutes. He is getting to make an impact. He's playing with Brad Lambert, who is a draft-eligible player this year. Yes, I know his name is Brad. He is Finnish. Um, long story. You can Google it if you want. I mean, it's not a long story. I think his dad's Canadian or something. But he, Samuel Hellenius is getting a an, an opportunity that I didn't necessarily think that he was going to get. Uh, he is a player who I think is someone you need to watch to fully appreciate. Because when the Kings first drafted him, I was like, all right, big guy, what can you do for me? And didn't really love what I was looking at from a numbers perspective. But watching him play in this game, you get to see everything that he brings. Like he is that body in front of the net. And, you know, as I, as I was watching him, I was like, okay, you know, he's a couple years off from, from coming over to North America in the first place, let alone AHL or NHL ice time. But the Kings, you know, aside from Dustin Brown, who do we reliably have who is that presence in front of the net, who is the guy who's going to take away the other goalie's eyes, who's going to clear people out of the crease. Like it's very much sort of a power forward kind of role with, you know, I mean, he has the skill, he has the size, he's showing clearly he has creativity. He knows how to pick his spots, uh, making really smart plays to set up his teammates aware of what his teammates are doing because he has caught some really cool passes uh, from Brad Lambert uh, to to have scoring chances. So he's someone who I, I think if you haven't been watching World Juniors, definitely go and uh, watch a finished game to see Samuel Hellenius because I am way more excited about him as a prospect now that I've seen him in this national team work uh, than I was just sort of reading about him and watching isolated clips, like watching him the whole game I think is really impactful. Uh, we've also been seeing uh, 
Casper Simontoval is uh, someone who, you know, he's a little bit on the smaller side. He was a draft pick who I think, you know, the Kings are they're taking a little bit of a swing with. Um, but he has been a really important player for Finland as well. Uh, he's got one goal. He hasn't exactly been able to hit the score sheet quite as much as uh, as Hellenius has. But uh, Samantheval is getting a lot of opportunities with Finland as well and is being pretty noticeable uh, for that team. Uh, the other guy who is getting a lot of press time is Martin Kromiak, who is playing uh, on the Slovak team, which is, you know, he is sort of the the elder statesman of the team. Uh, he is in the position that he has been in previously, where, you know, other years he's been the young guy, not a lot of experience, uh, looking up to some of his older uh, national teammates. And this year he's the guy. He's had pro experience. He played with the rain uh, a little bit last season. Uh, he has played overseas while waiting for the OHL to come back. And he is, you know, he, he very nearly willed the Slovak team to a win over Team USA uh, in their opening game. He had two goals, uh, both of the goals for his team, uh, very nearly had the hat trick, very nearly had the tying goal in the closing minutes of the game, uh, just couldn't get one past the goalie. Uh, but he is active, everyone on the ice. He has got nine shots already in two games. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that if you're looking at him and you're looking at the fact that his team isn't winning games, well, he can only do so much. And the rest of his team is a very young team, not a whole lot of experience. I think they've already had some injuries uh, and so no, like the Slovak team isn't going to win, but they're giving their opponents a run for the money. Uh, and they also gave Sweden a pretty tight game. And so he is getting, uh, already generating a lot of buzz for being a standout player on a team that, you know, isn't exactly going to come home with the gold medal. So I, I've been enjoying uh, what we've seen from him as well. He's a really fun player to watch, has a great shot, and makes me excited for him once he turns pro here uh, so we can get to see a little bit more of him. Last bit of sort of breaking-ish news is that today uh, the United States and Team Switzerland were supposed to play. We're supposed to get to see Brock Faber in another game. Uh, and Team USA has had to forfeit that game uh, due to two players uh, coming down with positive COVID test results. And that's sort of the IIHF rules this year is if you cannot play because of COVID, you forfeit that game. So this is technically Team USA's first loss to Switzerland ever in World Juniors uh, because of it being a forfeit loss. So it's kind of an unpleasant uh, kind of loss situation. Uh, obviously, they haven't revealed who the players are, but I'm like, was it your goalies? Is that is that it? Because otherwise, you feel a team, you're just short a guy. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but so that's really unfortunate. Um, team USA has a game against Sweden, I believe, coming up next. Uh, that game is still kind of in doubt. This is going to be a weird, weird year for World Juniors. They've already announced that they're not going to do any relegation uh, because of sort of this COVID situation of being asked to forfeit. They're like, well, if a team has to forfeit a bunch of games, it's not really fair to relegate them because of that. So uh, there's not going to be relegation, which means there's going to be an odd number of teams in next year's pool. So uh, that's a problem for someone smarter than me to figure out. But if you're not watching World Juniors, I really do recommend giving it giving it a watch. Uh, some of these Kings players are doing really well and, and are kind of showing why the Kings picked them. Uh, if you need the reminder, the players you should be watching for, Team Finland, Samuel Hellenius, and Kasper Simantovel. Uh, Team Russia, we've got Kirill Kirsanov, 
Team Sweden, we have Helga Granz, who's been doing really well as well. Uh, you can really see that he has that pro AHL experience in sort of his poise on the ice. Martin Kromiak for Team Slovakia and Brock Faber for Team USA. So go give them all a, a watch on World Juniors. It's on the NHL Network in uh, the United States. It's on, what, TSN or something in Canada. So check it out. Uh, if you have not already been subscribing to Locked on NHL, you should go do that because there's going to be daily uh, quick hits about World Juniors from Tyler Kuehl, who is also the host of Locked on Capitals. We've had him on this show before, uh, and he's going to be reporting uh, about World Juniors all tournament long and doing little snippets uh, for Locked on NHL. So go subscribe to that as well. That is it for today. Tomorrow, presuming tonight's game happens, we'll be back with a, a look at what happened when the Kings returned to play against the Golden Knights, and uh, we'll go from there. So that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribing to this show uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are following on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. I've been tweeting out uh, live tweeting World Juniors games and tweeting uh, A, daily schedules and B, stats from all of the Kings players each day so you can keep up with what they're all doing. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. So make sure you're following or subscribe. Tell your friends about it and come back tomorrow for more Kings news here on Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.